Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, your host and chief monkey, and this is the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Join me as I talk to some of the community's most successful and inspirational members to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. This week, we had another fun chat with our interns. We actually did another resume review from the previous week of an intern that made a dramatic improvement. So check out that on YouTube if you want to be able to see the resumes while we're doing them here live. And then also, if you want to apply to the WSO uh, Finance Research Internship, definitely check out the link in the show notes. Um, that'll have a link in terms of how to shoot in your resume and all the other stuff you need to, to apply. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to I think it's week number, like, I don't even know, 15. It's We've been doing this for a while now. Um, it's a lot of fun. We have this chat, and hopefully I can provide some value to all of you. And uh, whether that's a resume review or advice on your career, interviews, anything like that, networking um, tends to be where I'm most experienced, so happy to give advice there. Um, but initially, we usually open up for questions around the internship, internship itself. Are there any questions from the small group we have here? And I assume people are going to keep trickling in, but any questions? And you can put it in the chat or you can just ask, you know, you can just unmute yourself. It's a small enough group where it doesn't matter. Uh, yes. So. Hi, Sadal. Hi, how are you? Good. Is it raining over there? It's no, that's probably a leaf blower you're hearing. If you hear some background noise, it's always sunny here in California. <laughs> oh, that's great. We, it's like a draw. It's, I wish we had more rain, honestly, because then uh, we might not have so many fires. Um, we need some rain. <laughs> it's raining over here in New York. So, nice. yeah, yeah. So, I, I wanted to follow up after some of my resumes, seeing um, if we could, uh, you know, I change a, a few things. I believe I sent you the email. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Can you shoot uh, the Word version uh, in the chat here and we can open it up and kind of review it again? Yeah, no problem. We'll do that right now. Uh, it's just that um, I believe the format was a bit different in the email. I don't know why, but like I was when I was able to see it in my computer, it was totally normal. But like, What do you mean? Uh, where, it changed or something on you? Uh, like the format, like a uh, few letters were not like, you know, uh, let me show you. I have it here. I have it here. Actually, I found it. Found the email. Oh, you found the email. Great. Yeah. Let me uh, let me open it up and see how it looks. What's about to send? Okay. Yeah. And I have your old one too. Okay. So this is cool. We can kind of see. <laughs> we can now see kind of with the side by side kind of the differences. So let's let me uh, share my screen. Maybe you want to do this. Actually, but before we dive in, any other questions for? Um, we're going to dive into this resume review. And if you want your resume reviewed um, by me, um, again, feel free, to, um, feel free to send your resume over through the chat. 
Um, and you can even anonymize it if you want, and we can pull it up on the screen and, and walk through it together. I'm happy to provide that uh, review. So I'll share a screen. We'll go over Sedel's uh, resume. I think last week we did a pretty extensive um, review of it, right? From what I remember, Sedel, I think you're... There we go. Can you hear me, Sedel? Yes, I can hear you. Perfect. Okay. Um, shoot, there's always more people coming. Let me stop share for a second. Let in more people. Uh, ah, Tanisha has a good question. How do you answer the strengths and weaknesses part while giving an interview? So I'll, let me talk about this before I, um, before I kind of jump into the to the interview. It's a very common question. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? It's a pretty lazy inter interview question by the interviewer, but. You still have to be ready for it. Um, obviously, I think the best way to answer the strengths and weaknesses questions are first off, to answer any behavioral or, or fit kind of question, which this kind of falls into that bucket. You want to make sure that you're not telling the interviewer that you're strong or weak at something, but that you're showing them through examples and stories. So the best way to prep for interviews is to have actual experiences and stories mapped to specific questions. So for example, this strengths and weaknesses, strengths is just like, sell me, what are you good at? Um, for, for certain like finance jobs, you want to show you're good at like handling lots of pressure, working long hours, all this stuff. So you can say something like, well, I feel like I have a strong work ethic. For example, I was trained, you know, I worked part-time while I was in college to support myself at 20 hours a week. I had a full class load of, you know, X credits. Plus I, um, plus I maintained an XYZ GPA. And um, I also was a TA and I did this, this just basically trying to show them that you have that specific thing, but you have, you have actual examples to go through. Um, you say the other thing I, I think of strong with is analytical, um, blah, 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 or great working with teams and communication. And so here you can talk about how you led a team, um, whether it's a project or whatnot. Um, you can talk about that. Um, point is to make it like concrete. And to not just say my strengths are, I'm hardworking, I'm a good team. Da, 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 and I'm this. It's really an, an opportunity to talk about, um, to show them examples of like, talk about what you put on your resume, talk about the most impressive things and why that that's a strength. And then the weaknesses, of course, is the hard one. It's a little bit trickier. But here, if you've had, um, if you have stories of like times you've struggled with um, a superior, times you've struggled with a peer, you can, you can use that as say, you know, I'm still working on um, sometimes, you know, a, wording things properly, or I'm still working on this. Um, and so there was a time once when, when I was my freshman year that I, um, you know, disagreed with the approach that was being used to this. And, um, you know, initially I, I was kind of like, you know, very passionate about it. And I was a little bit too for, you know, forward with it, but, you know, I've since been trying to, you know, learn to be a little bit more diplomatic in how I answer things or how I approach the group. That's an example. I, I think you'd want it to be much more tight and much more concrete than that. I just came up with on the spot. Um, but again, the weaknesses, you don't want to make it like a critical weakness. That's like very important for the job. So if it's like an, a job that's like attention to detail and numbers, you don't want to be like, I'm weak at numbers. I can't even add anything or like I've never touched Excel. You don't want it to be that. But it can be something uh, a little bit softer, like, well, you know, I still get very nervous, like public speaking, um, stuff that isn't very important for like the junior roles anyways. 
I think is good. Um, so, you know, I still get nervous public speaking. I haven't done it too much. We had a, I had a public speaking course or a debate course. Um, and, you know, or I had a public speaking course. I didn't do very well. So I, so I joined actually the debate team because I wanted to improve that skill because I do see it as something that I can improve upon. So that's the most important thing about the weaknesses is yes, saying you have a weakness, but then showing how you're trying to improve it, showing that you're working on yourself. I think is important. So Denise, does that help? You're muted. Yes. Okay, great. Um, but yeah, uh, there's uh, in our investment banking interview course on WSO, there is a behavioral interview course specifically all around creating these stories and making sure you you um, map them out in terms of what's this a star approach, this S situation, what's the situation, T, what was your task, what was the action, and what was the result? So you want to make sure you're going through your stories in that specific order and that you have between six to 10 stories, ideally if you have 10, it's amazing, six to 10 stories prepared prior so you know exactly um, what types of questions you're gonna map to what story. So for example, as soon as you hear out of the interviewer's mouth, tell me about a time it was challenging to do, you immediately start going to the, okay, challenge, I struggled this and then I overcame story of XYZ group or XYZ thing. So like you, the best interviewers, you're not surprised at anything and you're not thinking up on the, you should never be thinking up on the spot of an example. If you're thinking of an example on the spot, like I just did, you're, you've already lost. It's not going to be as polished as somebody who actually has thought of the examples and, and more importantly, learn to map certain questions to, to the right stories. So like sometimes you'll run out of like the strength or sell stories and you'll go to those. And then they ask you like another thing that's like, asking you to brag about yourself when you've used up all your stories because you didn't have enough. Um, so yeah. So uh, here we go. Hi. Uh, Jubez says, hi, I was, uh, okay. You were supposed to start in February. I'm sorry to hear about your loss, uh, Jubez. Um, yeah, uh, so I just read your whole message. Yeah, that's fine. You can just email um, Nabil and he can get you kind of looped in on a start date, Jubez. That's fine, no problem. Um, in terms of anything else in terms of interview stuff. So yeah, I think the real art and why practicing matters so much and why even networking is so valuable isn't so much even the connections. It's also getting good about talking about yourself and talking about your projects and like practicing that exact star technique. Um, not that those networking calls are formal interviews, but they are kind of like interviews. So the better you get at those, the better you tend to be at interviewing as well. But yeah, let's uh, share screen. Let's jump into Sadal's resume quickly. And then if anyone wants their resume reviewed as well, you can shoot over. Um, you can shoot over in the chat and you feel free to anonymize it. You can remove your contact info and stuff at the top as well. So um, Sadal, last week we talked through this. You started bringing over a lot more stuff. Okay. So remind me, Sadal, you want to do... You're in where? Where are you living? You're in New York. Yes. You want to do what? I wanted to do something related to quant trading. Quant trading, correct. Yeah. Okay. This is so much better, man. Already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Okay. Which has the worst Yep. Okay, good. You got the you got the self study financial modeling up there. 
Um, this is still going to, again, I still think you're going to need education around quant trading, some sort of project or some sort of more coding type mm -hmm. stuff. That's hard. This is good projects. I like this email marketing bot premium fund, but it's a marketing bot. It's not like a trading bot, right? Um, no, I like, this is like mostly coding only. And like the bottom one is just like regards trading. So like, if you want to quant trading, I would put the trading bot first. Okay. Um, since it's the most relevant to the jobs you actually want. Um, okay, so earn a 20% average of the initial invested amount over the span of six weeks. So why didn't you keep running it? What were the results after? Uh, so the results after, um, I tried to change the code, do uh, like read more research papers in regards of like what to change, uh, stuff like that, just to keep, uh, you know, doing more stuff. Because like yeah. this was like, uh, just a you know small project. Yeah. Uh, but I I didn't keep doing it because of work and stuff like that. So it's just like. I mean, because this is the most relevant, probably. Mm -hmm. It's the last thing on your resume. It's the most relevant of what you're trying to actually break into. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, definitely put it at the top of your projects, and then maybe continue it and see what how it's doing, and maybe back, start doing some back testing on it. Yeah, I also wanted to know, like, do you think I should uh? For example, for projects like this, where they involve coding and stuff like that, should I put a link for a GitHub, uh, GitHub uh, yes. portfolio? Yes. Yes. If it's good, I don't know. That's the problem is I wouldn't be able to know if it's good or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? And so like, that's where having, talking to people who are in the industry and making friends and just asking for feedback before you like include it, mm -hmm. it might be better, right? Because you don't want to put something in there that it, someone's going to laugh at. That's in the industry, right? But I think the point is this shows like actual, like you do have an interest in it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this is all good. At least the other thing is it's pretty small text. It's a lot of text, it's text heavy. I like how you added a lot more, but there's some bullets here. You can probably get this like onto one line. You can get this onto one line and then potentially give the reader's eyes a bit more space. See how projects is jammed up here. Education is jammed up here. It's really hard for my eye. Like I'd much rather give me some space here. Again, you're not going to see the grid lines once you print it. Give me some space there and then give me some space here in between the sections. Okay. It's going to feel much cleaner. And the way you, you're like, oh, but now I'm on a second page. I'm like, yeah, but look, you have two words here and two words here. I can guarantee you can get these two onto one line. Right? Yeah. Um, and then this, like, they're always going to ask what happened after. Well, why six weeks? Why did you turn it off if it was doing so well? Were you actually trading real money on that? Yeah, but like it was like a small amount, like 500 bucks. So but why did you turn it off if it was average return? Um, well, like, you know, with trading, like after a certain time, like you could like, you lose momentum. So you cannot just keep uh, running it. Like you actually have to, you know, back test and see like, okay, what do I have to change? Because it's not working. So, so, so it stopped working. Yeah, until the time like stops, like it didn't provide enough, like the same uh, return. So I just like said, like you know, it's not worth it to keep uh, going with this anymore. So I was just like trying to read more research papers. Were you just buying? Were you never you were never shorting or anything like that? Where you couldn't? It was just buying and selling. And so you yeah, kept buying, buying and selling. And you yeah. kept buying in at times you thought was good, but then the 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 the, the winter uh, crypto winter just kept pulling it down. You kept losing ten percent over and over and over. Again. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, you just kept buying and selling. So. 
Yeah. Not, not, like, not, not like not any advanced stuff like options or stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's interesting because it shows it. It's just, I don't know if you want to brag about this when it's like you ended up losing your money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, <laughs> I would so like, just- I like it, but what you know what I'd love a lot more is if you are much more technical in the sense of like you continually back tested. Now you have a model running, even if it's literally $10. Now you have a model running like trading 10 in $10. Maybe the, maybe the fees of trading in and out are too much for that. But, yeah. you know, even if it was a, a paper portfolio and back testing, you know, it was just more advanced and it didn't just use three, three variables. Also, I wanted to ask you, do you think it would be, uh, uh, I could put price, but like, that I've done in regards of paper trading, not like actual trading. Yeah, you could do paper trading. Yeah. And put it on my portfolio, like if it's successful or not. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Just shows interest in it. I think it's good. I'd get to this, this to one line. I'd get this to one line, this bullet, so that you save some space and pull this back up. Um, junior broker. So you're still working here? Yeah, like I, I'm not working as a broker anymore, but like much as an underwriter. So should I put it like, uh, for example, this position from July until February? Until I mean, this is like cold calls has nothing to do. It's like sales has nothing to do with Taiwan. You know? Yeah. It's just that it's hard. Like, I just wish this trading stuff, like if you want to get quant eventually, like you need a, you probably need the certification, the quant certification. Uh, from Quant NC? Uh, Quant, uh, uh, there's that one. And then there's like, uh, what quants? There's one called CQ, CQF. Have you heard of them? Oh, yes, CQF. So like, it's like uh, CFA, but like for quantitative finance. Yeah. yeah, have you looked into them? Uh, I'm not sh- Yeah, like I've looked into it, but like, I'm not sure if it's like. It's expensive. No, no, no. Like, well, you can always take a loan, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, but like, uh, it was in regards of like, in the uh, hiring, like the hiring rate after doing that. Like, I don't know if it's like, you know, if it yeah, the, provides the person value. is the person is gonna help the the most is the people who have the least relevant experience, which is you. So you think this would be a good option for me, like to, do to get more looks, to actually get more conversation? But I mean it's not my space. Right. So again, like you need to be like talking to a lot more people who actually have these jobs because mm-hmm. they're going to give you much more tailored advice. Okay. Like if you even have a shot or what it's the path to get there, like, do you need to go get a PhD? Do you need to get a master's? Yeah. Or is it CQF? Well, from the people I ask, most of them tell me to get a master's. Um, and like, if I want to be in a, like a top in computer science or what, in what? No, financial engineering. Financial engineering. Okay. There you go. There's your answer. So can you do that? Uh, <laughs> I'll try, but like... Are there any part-time programs where you can keep working and still get a master's in enge- uh, financial engineering that are re- well-respected or no? Uh, programs like in trading, you mean? Yeah, financial engineering. Financial engineering. Yes. Is somebody else talking? Yeah, or I'm sorry. I'm... Oh, that's you. Okay, just making sure it's you. No, yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm a job and... and that's fine yeah so what do you think uh why not go get a financial engineering degree i mean i could but like i recently just uh moved to new york like around like one year four months ago so 
I'm trying to, um, you know, get at least settled. And a I'm long time to get settled, man. Excuses. <laughs> a year and a half, man. A year and a half. No, I know you're working and then you're putting in hours and it's a lot. Um, but like, for example, yeah, Wall Street Oasis, this internship, mm-hmm. great. It makes you seem more financy. It's good. You can get financial modeling training, but it's still not like an engine, uh, financial engineering degree or like a certification in quant stuff. So, so it's not. Yeah. So you would say that. Uh, like, are you writing? So why aren't you choosing articles that are quant focused? I, I'm choosing articles that are quant, quant focused. Like my recent article is like uh, quantitative, quantitative uh, research. So that should be the first ones you list here. Okay. No, I just took the model, uh, the model from Wall Street. Yeah, but just like, some... but for you, you're trying to train, you're trying to get into quant. So put all the quant articles you wrote here. Yeah. No, I like. Yeah, I'm still okay. writing you're that doing one. It. Like, okay, I, okay. I only have like two, three articles. Got it. Okay, but like, yeah. yeah, my point is, my point is, get those in here first as soon as you're done with them, and they keep focusing on the quant trade slash trading ones. Okay, so I was thinking, like, uh, do you think it's feasible to? Uh, gain experience in the finance field or just like right go into getting a master's in financial engineering like as soon as possible i remember i remember now you talked about potentially going to like to a trading desk or something and get some of those that experience yeah but like most people tell me like uh you, like it's okay if you want to get uh, experience in finance because like most clients need you know experience in finance but it's like 80 percent coding and math so like 20 15 percent contributes to actual knowledge of finance I mean, my opinion is you're going to get a lot more interviews with this resume than you did with, the, with your previous resume on the left. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more looks, a lot more. I'm interviews. still getting. A, yeah. Yeah. So cool. would you say, like, it would be better to start a master's as soon as possible? You could try to save yourself, like, you could try to save yourself the time and the money by getting a, a job potentially in sales and trading where you're getting some of that quantish, you know, uh, itch done and like continue doing on the side. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's a big investment and I don't know what the placements are. So you'd want to look at the master's engineering programs and like, what are the, what are the career placements out, out of that specific program? And usually you can talk to the admissions department about that and ask for some like statistics on like how, you know, what's the percentage of people placed what do their backgrounds look like and what types of jobs are they getting? So you can okay. make an estimated, you can make an educated decision in terms of like, is the return on investment good enough there or is there too much risk? But one thing that's free, except for time, is reaching out to people, continuing to reach out to people, um, asking them like, you're going to know much better than I am. I never did sales and trading and I never did quant trading. Like you should at this point, if that's what you want to do, you should know more than me to have talked to enough actual sales and trading or trading desk people to be like, hey, if I want to go quant, is this going to help me at all coming to your desk? And they'll probably be like, no, it's just sales. Like we're just meeting with clients or doing this, that, that. Right. So like, that's the question is like on the sales and trading floor, there's the real traders, the execution traders. Are you doing flow? Are you looking to do flow trading? Are you looking to do like proprietary trading, which is probably harder to get into nowadays? Um, and then like, what about all the prop shops? What about the traders there, right? Like the Jane Streets of the world, the New York Security, New York One, whatever, those guys. Have you looked at those prop shops? Yeah, but like... Um, they're super hard to get into. Yeah, they're super hard to get into. Yeah, so like, but talk to people there. Be like, how, what's the path? 
they'll probably tell you engineering. But it's like, if you keep hearing the same thing and everyone's agreeing that you need a master's in engineering, it's what you want to do, pushes how much do you want it, right? Either go do it or stop like, you know the path, either you go do it, you make the investment and go for it, or you take a different path and you say, hey, you know what? Maybe I just want to, I've already have some good experience cold calling and doing sales. I was pretty good at it. If I actually had some clients, I'm good with people. I'm good at entertaining. I'm good. That's totally different from the quant side. It's like complete opposite ends of the spectrum, right? So, um, but maybe you're like, hey, maybe that's a better path towards like a, a stable and lucrative career. I mean, yeah, but like, you know, what it's like if you, if you don't do what you want to do, you can. What do you mean? I mean, like, if um, I'm planning to do quant trading, so yes, uh, I believe like doing a master's is uh, currently the, uh, the best option. But um, I, I just wanted to get more experience in regards of that. Even like if it's uh, like you suggested, uh, joining like uh, clubs and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you should all do that. Your 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 resume still is very like salesy, kind of credit under you know doing credit underwriting, which is good. It's a little more analytical, right? But still, yes. there's still nothing to do with quant here. Like, there's still no coding here. You have a little bit on like the trading bot, but it's just like I said before. Like the resume looks better. You're quantifying better, all that stuff. But for what you want, it's still going to be tough. Um, and I don't know if there's like an intermediate step. Everyone's telling you, go get the master's in engineering. So that's probably the right step. Okay. But I, but don't, don't just jump and listen to everybody. Like do the ver verify. No, yes, I'm doing that. I'm just like, uh, uh, what I'm planning to do is just like, like you suggested, talk to people in LinkedIn that are doing trading and quant trading. So like exactly. see if there's yeah. a bridge, you know? And you're going to learn, why don't you come back in two weeks? Like in two weeks, I want you to come back and educate us because it would be great for everybody to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people like, I had five calls with these, you know, <laughs> I had five calls and you know, I reached out to a hundred people. I got on the phone with three people, five people, whatever it is. And be like, this is what they told me. Here are my notes. Last time I uh, tried to reach people through LinkedIn, I actually got a very good response rate, maybe like between 20 to 25% replied back. That's amazing. Yes, uh, and around most of them were from New York, actually, and like three to four people like uh, told me like, uh, yeah, reach out to me, call me, blah blah. Like, so. And did you? Yeah, of course. Uh, um, one of them like he studied uh, computer science, and then he told me that he started working uh, in a quant trading firm. He started as an intern, and then he moved on to. Um, being uh he was hired by the firm so okay he didn't know exactly the uh what would be the best step for me or like the the next step so he told me like well if it's like I need to do something related to that so like better do a master's or like a phd and the other guy he uh did my uh, mechanical engineering and then like he did a master's in uh financial engineering well well, he was too, uh, he, he was still doing the masters and he told me the best way for you is to do a master's. So even if you do the CFA level one, level two, it won't give you enough experience. So, because like, it's not related enough. So, yeah, it's more interesting. Like, but you should talk to people, not just doing the masters in financial engineering, you should talk to people who already have it, who are in the field. Well, I'll try to uh, to reach as many people that were doing yeah, something reach, related to yeah yeah fifty people there and try to get on the phone call with two or three people. Those two or three calls maybe may really open your eyes. 
Yeah. Because it might be like, oh, yeah, I get it, but only go if you get into these two schools or th three schools, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's my advice. Sorry, I can't give you more specific. Like, I know the answer. I'm just not, I don't want to. Uh, yes, I also wanted to ask you another question. So, for example, you see on the projects, uh, I put email marketing button, and then, like, I put it, like, uh, where I did it. Like, for example, while I was working with this company and my position with the company. Also, I put it like, I put the date, but I don't know how, like the format that I will put it for the trading bot. So I just, should I just leave it empty or like? No, you can put the date. You just put, put the, date. the date. Yeah. Okay. You can put New York too, if you just did it there while you were there. Yeah, huh. also I put like on Wall Street Oasis, New York, New York. And then you tell, tell me like, it's sunny here in California. I'm like, oh my God. That's fine. We have in the sample, we say Saratoga, California, or Bay Area, California. You just do that. Um, yeah, it's just when I Google like Wall Street, it's pretty like New York, New York. Like, okay, so I'm going to put New York. That's fine. Whichever you like. Um, let's see here. Okay, so we got some other questions here. Um, Akash says practice. <laughs> I think he's referring to your trading bot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see here. What's the best way, Tanisha, what's the best way to start learning Excel shortcuts and functions at, at a freshman level? Take our Excel modeling course. It's literally all about that and becoming productive and, um, becoming productive and fast at it. And we have benchmarks to, so when you think you're good and then benchmark says you should have finished it in a minute and 30 seconds and it takes you three minutes, you know, you're not that fast. So you can actually, uh, you can keep practicing. Um, is it a sin to use a mouse touchpad with Excel? Yes, Arshnur, it's a sin. If you're in banking or in other finance programs, people who really know Excel, they see you touching your mouse, they'll actually come over, rip the mouse out of your out of your computer and throw it across the room. Those are real stories. People do that because they get so mad that people are being inefficient and not learning the right way. It's basically like you're learning to play the instrument, holding the instrument the wrong way. Think of it that way. It's like, here's a guitar and you're, instead of having your hands like this, it's like you're going like this, trying to learn how to play the guitar like this. So imagine a person who plays guitar as a professional, they see that, like a person starting out learning, they're gonna be like shaking their head, like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> so th that's why it's considered a sin. That's why it's because it's, you're just eventually, you're never gonna progress um, using your mouse and touchpad. You're never gonna get fast. That's why it's so important when you first start out to develop good habits. Because if you start just always using your mouse, you're going to be always, your arm is naturally going to start reaching rather than going to the keyboard. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, and so Tanish, and so I'd say the same thing to, to Arshnur. Look at the Excel modeling course because that'll teach you all the quick keys. Um, oh, maybe Akash was saying to them, practice. What's the best way to learn? <laughs> maybe that was in response to that, right, Akash? Okay, do boutique P, uh, firms privately give internship opportunities to undergrads? Um, if yes, how do you get one? Arshnur, welcome to, uh, yes, they do. Um, but there's no structured process when they're really small. It's just who you know. And so how do you get in touch with these people? Well, there's a wonderful network called LinkedIn that lets you send messages to anybody and everybody. I think up to 100, 100 a day if you wanted. So how do you get them? You filter for the proper types of companies. You make detailed messages, introducing yourself with a short message, saying you're interested in learning more about their company, learning more about their career path, and then asking for referrals. So if you do that for about 20 hours a week, you'd be surprised how many connections you can make. 
um, per week. But most people don't put the time in. So they're like, oh, it's just so hard. I applied to 500 places and nobody responded. Have you had any phone calls? Have you reached out to anybody on LinkedIn? Oh, no. I look on their, I look on their LinkedIn. They have 32 connections. And then people wonder why they're not getting responses. Anyways, um, Akash just connect with the HR of one of them or the companies over LinkedIn. Yeah, Akash, not even just HR, connect with the professionals, connect with the junior professionals. Sometimes people are like, I need to talk to the MD or the partner. I'll give you an example. We had an intern here that worked with us. Um, and you know, part of the thing, part of the thing we were offering was like, oh, connections from, from my, uh, my network. The guy is asking for connections to the top, top people at like finance companies. It's a total waste of their time. total waste of his time. I'm like, you're not talking he doesn't review resumes. He's not going to, he has, he's so far removed. Like they want to talk to the, it's like, for example, going and saying, I want to talk to the partner or the CEO of this company. That's not who you want to talk to. For the most part, you want to talk to people who are like that one step above you. That's actually going to be looking and saying, hey, we should hire this guy or interview this person. Those are the people you need to interview because once you have a referral from them, if they're good and respected in the, in the company, that lands you in the interview room. You're not going to get a job by getting on the phone with the CEO. So, hey, I would like to know, and usually not getting a job by getting on with HR, surprisingly. HR will listen to the respected associates, VPs, analysts in the company to actually get you an interview faster than talking to the HR people. Hey, I'd like to know that I like to know that I studied English literature in my undergrad and I've done some online courses related to finance. So can I get a job as a finance research analyst or work at a prop trading desk or do I have to get an MBA for these jobs? Uh, hey, Rishabh, depends where you are, what the job market's like, you know, uh, finance research analyst, do you mean like equity research? Um, and prop trading is very different. So again, maybe it makes sense for you to send your resume. We can do a resume review for you and I can, we can drill down more on what exactly you're looking for. Uh, when I see people saying like finance research or prop trading or, and, you know, kind of going like this, it usually means there's not enough direction or focus in terms of what they want and, or they don't quite understand the different nuances of the fact that you know what prop trading is good is a good sign but like for example people are like i want to work in finance like if somebody says that i'm like oh my gosh it's just so vague tell me what specifically corporate corporate finance like m a department corporate development mergers and acquisitions under investment banking equity research equity capital markets debt capital markets private equity private credit there's lots of stuff there's lots of stuff so and some of those you need an mba some of those, if you go and get an MBA before you have them, you have no chance of getting them after the MBA. So you actually need the pre-MBA experience. So that's like private equity. A lot of people think I'm going to go to MBA, then I'll be able to break in private equity. Wrong. If you don't have the pre-MBA pre experience as an associate, usually it's even harder. Um, yeah, adding the boutique companies employees helped me. Severiano, good advice. So like if you're trying to get an internship somewhere, Maybe talk to other interns that work there or talk to other analysts that work there. You can convince them that you'd be a good intern or unpaid intern. Maybe they'll take you on and there, there's your great experience for your resume. Uh, what else? Anything else, Nabil? Did I miss everything? Everything? Yeah, I think you got them off. Yeah. Man, it's a lot of talking. Does anybody yeah. else want to just talk? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Manaz, Divya, what are you up to? Do you have any questions or thoughts or what's what's your situation? Um, I'm a freshman. Um, school starts in a little over a week. I love talking to freshmen. You guys have the world ahead of you. Yeah, um, you've looked at my resume before and I have made some changes according to what you said. So thank you for that. Great. Um, and then last week we were talking about things I could do like going in as a freshman, like what opportunities I should be looking for. Is there another Divya on LinkedIn that has your exact same name that's much more, that's much older than you? I have no idea, but that's really possible. Like I have a very common name. Yeah. I'm trying to find you on LinkedIn, but I can't find you. Are you on LinkedIn? Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't find you. It's okay. Yeah, there's too many Divya announce. <laughs> it's okay. Where, uh, what school are you at again? Remind me. Uh, Rutgers Business. Oh yeah, I found you. Okay. Uh, yeah, get a, um, so I would start building up your network on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I'd get your photo on there, smile, uh, look professional. doesn't have to be like super, super formal, but just, just to get something on there. Um, okay. yeah, you have, you have two connections. You mean, you haven't spent any time on here. It sounds crazy. And I know you're super young, but just start, start out with just connecting to other Rutgers alums. Is that weird? Like, I don't want to be awkward. Yeah, right. So that's what everyone feels. It is awkward or it's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. But how else are you going to meet these people? True. So like, I just add them. Like, do I have to message them anything? Yeah. Well, so when you connect, you say, hi, my name is Divya. I'm an incoming freshman. Da, da, da. I see that you work at, you know, I see that you're, you know, working in investment banking or corporate finance or venture capital, whatever, whatever you're interested in. I don't know. Um, right. You know, so, you know, I'd love to stay connected as I, you know, progress through my, um, through my school years okay. and maybe, maybe hop on the phone at some point. Um, da, da, da. You'll be surprised how people are like, yeah, great. Thanks for reaching out. Good luck. Okay. Some people, some people won't say anything back, but they'll connect to you. Okay. But yeah, get a smiling photo up there. You'll get a lot more responses versus okay. just like that, that impersonal fake circle. <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, fill out your, uh, Fill out your LinkedIn a little bit more with not just Rutgers, uh, put, put a little bit more about like what was on your resume. Okay. Okay. Um, okay that'll help you. Yeah. You're starting super early. Take a look at uh, Grace. Um, I, I did a, so Grace was one of my mentees that, that I did through the program called Monkey to Millions, where I have a podcast and a YouTube show where I mentor her basically once a month. She started at Fordham. Um, freshman year, this is around how old you are is when I started speaking with her. She ended up getting like all these offers at top places. Okay. But um, she was not afraid to talk to people and she she did a lot of networking. Okay. And do you know you know about the, all the programs, the women programs and stuff? Um, yeah, there's like forums on Wall Street Awaits though. Uh, well, there's links on Wall Street Awaits. Yeah. You to the forums. Yeah, pointing you to the programs. You should be applying to all of those as soon as you're eligible. Okay. And that's another path of potentially connecting with people. Okay. Who's part of those programs? Start learning about them. Start going to the info sessions, all that stuff. That Just making yourself uh, like seen and known will go a long way towards um, and it's building your online presence. Like Keep your Insta and your Facebook and anything else like pro fully private. Yeah, they are. Um, and then get your LinkedIn, uh, be your like public 
public persona in terms of like just very professional and put together. Okay. Doesn't mean you have to be like, oh, just be careful what you like and comment on because that people can see that. Okay. Okay. And, and happy to happy to review it on here at some point once once you have that up and further further uh, further done. Do you want to do you want to look through the resume now or no? Maybe next week. Um. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't have it like on hand right now. So, yeah. So yeah. Maybe next week we can we can spin through it, see how it's looking. Um, anyway, thank you. Yeah. Um. I think that's it for this week. We'll keep it short, everybody. I know it's a small group, so thanks thanks everybody for joining. Um. I know school is starting for a lot of you, so for the ones that are in school or going back to school, good luck. And yeah, have a great time. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.